To news now that Bill Cosby has been freed from prison after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction. Cosby, most well known for starring on The Cosby Show, has served nearly three years of a three to ten year sentence following his 2018 conviction. Investigative journalist Nikki Wisensee Egan is the author of Chasing Cosby and host of the corresponding podcast. Nikki, a lot of people are confused as to how this happened. Can you explain how Cosby walked out a free man? You know, welcome to the club because I'm not necessarily confused, but I do think the decision was not based on the actual law. So what happened is Cosby appealed his conviction to the Pennsylvania State state supreme court it was they agreed to hear the oral arguments on it on two issues one whether the other five women who testified so-called 404b witnesses should have been allowed to testify and two whether or not this press release that da issued in 2005 announcing he was not going to prosecute cosby was an immunity agreement and a promise never to be prosecuted that cosby would never be prosecuted Mm. for this crime and they argued uh, Bruce Castor was the DA then, and they argued that that's why Cosby cooperated and was so um, vocal during his deposition for Andrea Constance's case and so forth. And so I actually watched the oral arguments in, in December and was kind of appalled by it because the, the justices were openly hostile to the prosecution. They were um, at one point the chief justice like just walked away and his camera went dark for like 10 minutes after he'd asked a question so it really became clear to me that they were not going to rule in the prosecution's favor but what i expected it to be was on the issue about whether the other five women should have accusers should have been allowed to testify i mean it's it's kind of an open issue in pennsylvania about how many are too many and so forth This issue, I thought, was a joke, so I just really didn't think that it held any weight. But they based their entire decision today on that and said Cosby's due process was so violated by this prosecution promise not to prosecute him ever that the only remedy was that he should be released immediately and he could not be tried for a third time. And it's really ridiculous because there's zero proof that this agreement exists. It was a press release. I got that press release in 2005. I saw it. And in Pennsylvania, you have to, a judge has to sign off on an immunity agreement. It has to be written out that it's an immunity agreement. And that, none of that was ever done. Hang on. So there's, so there's no, there's no the proof. There's no sorry. proof that this agreement exists. Exactly. Exactly. And in fact, Castor's first assistant back then was Risa Furman, who was the DA, who was DA in 2014 and 2015 and reopened the Cosby case. Um, she said she doesn't remember him. He claims that he told her that it was an immunity agreement. And she's like, I never, I didn't know anything about that. He claims he told Andrew's attorneys it was and testified in a court of law that he did. And they testified he never told us any such thing. So the fact that the state Supreme Court bought this argument really makes me question that who was influencing them because it makes no sense. It is not a logical decision. Nikki, you know, you're the author of Chasing Cosby, a host of the corresponding podcast, and I imagine uh, the woman who came forward uh, will be devastated over this. You spoke to many of his victims. Yes, I have. In between, I'm sorry, I've been doing a lot of interviews today, and then I wrote a piece for the Daily Beast about the whole thing. And yes, I mean, some are really upset. Um, Tamara Green, who was the second woman to come forward in 2005, is a lawyer herself, so she was a little more analytical about it. And her position was, hey, um, this was not an exoneration. <laughs> he served three years in prison, and when you're 80 years old, that's a lo- that's a big part of the rest of the life that you have left. But um, 
you know, it's 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 not an exoneration. I think that comforts them at least. He's got released on a technicality. It's a bogus technicality, but he got released on a technicality. I mean, and to me, it just more proves how much power, privilege, and wealth do matter still in the justice system. Because um, I don't know, the, the justices just were openly hostile to the prosecution. They're all older, and I can't help but wonder if they're all fans of the Cosby show. Because it just, it was, uh, they just seemed very biased to me. Just finally, do you think this will have any ramifications Vicky, for the for the Me Too movement? No, I mean, I think if possible, Possibly, I mean, it's a very state-specific issue, the issue of how many other accusers should have been allowed to testify. So perhaps if, if, if that had, had been ruled on, but they didn't even get to that issue. They ruled on this very ridiculous issue that, you know, Cosby had been told in 2005 that he would not be prosecuted and that that's why this is being overthrown. And it's crazy, I mean, to think that a DA, I mean, it just shows, again, how many defendants with Bruce Castor got that promise. I will never prosecute you, if in fact it's true. I mean, that is a ridiculous promise to make. And not only will I never prosecute you, but anyone after me who becomes DA won't either. They don't have the power to make such a promise. Um, so I just hope that someone scrutinizes this decision. I mean, it's possible there's a slim chance they could appeal. Um, I know they're sort of thinking about everything at this moment, but um, it's just uh, mm. it's mind-boggling. It really is. Author of Chasing Cosby, investigative journalist Nikki Wisensee-Egan, thanks for being with us on the panel. Sure, thanks for having me on. Right now, Mike, I know that you want to jump in, but let's just jump to Victoria first. What do you make of this? Uh, I was just gobsmacked when I read that this morning on BBC. Um, I really struggle with this balance of due process versus the fact that they haven't overturned it based on his guilt. And, you know, I could never be a judge. That that would just be an impossible position to be in, that you, that you have to be so focused on the wording of a specific thing. And listening to Nikki then, and God, amazing that she gives women, she's been giving these women a voice, which is fantastic. And hearing that there was no physical proof of this agreement just sounds appalling. Well, that, that, I'd, I'd agree with you. Um, uh, this guy was a sexual predator of the, absolutely the worst kind, a serial sexual predator, and, and that was proven. But it would appear to me that there's a point of law at issue here about does a press statement equal immunity. Now, that is something that the Supreme Court of the United States should be asked to, to rule on. It's no... I mean, he's been... Uh, a, well, no, I don't know what the word is, let out of jail, I suppose, as close as you can get. But we've got to make certain this kind of nonsense can't happen again, and that's the job of the Supreime Court. Kia ora, both of you.